Vicky, welcome to Entrepreneur's Survival Guide. Thank you very much for joining us. Great to have you on. Um, tell us a little bit about your business and how it all got started. Well, I'm to be honest with you, I'm just in the process of launching the business. Um, I've been in teaching for 22 years, which feels like a long time now. So I've done, I've been in leadership for about 15 years. So I've done so much mentoring and coaching for all of those years, especially working with new teachers and then working more with middle leaders and senior leaders more recently. Um, and I realized that it was actually the bit of the job that gave me the drive to go in every day. And it was what was really giving me a lot of passion for carrying on doing the job after so long. Um, and I'd had lots and lots of positive feedback from the people I was working with about how much what the work that I'd done with them had helped them to change their perspective on their role or to become more passionate about it and to make their job seem more fulfilling. So I then um, looked into a bit more detail into coaching and what it entailed and what it was. And it looked like something that I felt like I could really, I could really get into and help people beyond teaching right. and beyond the school. Although I do have a specific focus on women leaders in schools because that's what my experience is in. I spread out a little bit further and I looked for other people who, who were looking for life coaching. I've, I've really generally tended to focus on people on Facebook who've come to me to say that they were really interested in what I was doing and could I help them. Um, and then that's led me to thinking that that's something that I can set up full time. I'm just in the process now of trying to set up the business. I'm obviously still, I'm a deputy head in a school. Um, so I'm doing two jobs at the minute. So I'm, I'm quite busy. Um, but that, that's what the seed was. It was working in a school and, and working with people. And that's my passion. And that's what I love doing. So that's what's led me to, to be setting up uh, Victoria Maguire Coaching. Okay, so Victoria Maguire Coaching is set up based on uh, feedback from being able to help people. What's the number one challenge that people come and ask you for help with? I think that the number one thing that people ask me about is too much to do and not enough time. Okay. I think modern, modern life is really difficult. I think we work and we've got families and we want to have leisure time and we want to keep fit. We want to be doing all sorts of different activities to broaden our horizons. And at the same time, there are very few hours in a day. And that is one of the things that lots of people say to me, that they wish that they could have more hours in the day. And yeah. I think that's one of, one of my things is saying, actually, no, let's work with the hours that we've got in the day and start prioritizing the areas of our life that we really enjoy and that we get the most from. And I think that's the thing that I've learned to work with within teaching that I think is what gives me the ability to work with people beyond teaching because it's such a high pressured, such a busy job that much of the experience that I've got of mentoring and coaching people within teaching is really useful to everybody so that that really is the key thing too much to do and not enough time really I think and that's that's what I I think um like the superwoman syndrome as well is something that so many women suffer from and that's that's where I really think you know I, I really want to help people okay cool so uh, yeah classic age-old thing of um too much to do and too little time 
And obviously the number one thing that you can't do is invent more hours, but you talked about priorities. So what's the kind of process that you help people with to prioritize their time so they can achieve what they want to achieve? One of the things that I work with people on is, is working out, first of all, what's important to them and prioritizing those things. But also I think one of the things that, that people do and, and have a tendency to do is they try to do too many things and they need to work out which things they're doing are having an impact in their life and which things could just be put to one side and left. And I think I'm, that, that's my focus when I'm working with people is looking at which are the things that are working for you and which are the things that are taking up space and not actually bringing anything into your life and not actually having an impact. So it's about working on those things and getting people to identify actually what's working in my life and what's not. What, what do I need to keep? because that enriches my life or it helps me to move forward in my job role and what can I get rid of because it's not bringing anything that people are doing lots of things that keep them busy but don't actually they're not having any effect and it's about working out which of those things do we need to keep and which can we actually get rid of so I think it's about looking at those things and thinking about the impact of what we're doing it's about how it's enriching our lives and what it's bringing yeah okay so talking about enriching the life and what's adding to it as opposed to what's just keeping us busy what sort of <clears throat> excuse me what sort of top tips um would you suggest people do if they're sat at home now listening to this or watching it or they're driving in the car what's kind of three top tips that they could implement today to get more productive or get more out of what they want to achieve i always try to get people to pick the the top three things that they do that they are finding most useful in life if they could only have three things that they were that they were going to do and going to keep what would those three things be and why would they keep them and then i do a th three of those and a three of what would you get rid of and why would you be getting rid of those and I look at those things and think, right, which three things are the most important things that you do that you want to keep and which three things can you can you get rid of? That's quite a quick activity. And then that, that leads into more of the, right, okay, which, which things are linked into those three that you're getting rid of and which do you want to draw into the top three? But do your top three and do your bottom three that you can keep and that you can get rid of straight away. And that can really clear some space for you. Okay, fab. So top three things and the bottom three things start yep. there. And then that almost creates a snowball effect. It starts to build on itself for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can build out from that and think, right, which things that I do are connected to those top three and which things am I doing actually that are connected to those bottom three. And I think that can clear quite a, quite a bit of space for yourself. And then you can, you can actually with the, because what you find is, when people spread themselves too thinly over too many things, the things that are the priorities don't get the amount of time that they need either. So once you start clearing those bottom things out, you can start drawing more things into the top three because you get more time to spend on those as well. Yeah. Okay. So because you t your time's so diluted, you end up doing just a little bit of everything and achieving no outcomes. Absolutely. That you've just hit the nail on the head there. And I think that leads then to one of the things that, that I look at 
with especially with women leaders who are trying to be the best leader that they can be the best mum that they can be the best gym member that they can be or the best mm -hmm. runner at running club or whatever it is and what you feel like because you're trying to do all of those things and every single thing that's associated with those things you end up feeling like actually maybe you're the worst mum maybe the worst leader mm -hmm. and maybe you know you beat yourself up because you didn't get to the gym to do those three classes that you wanted to do this week and and it's very easy then to start focusing on oh actually I'm not the great mum that I want to be I'm not the great leader that I want to be and I'm not so when we can start taking away some of those things you can start to become better at those things and not feel so much guilt and not beat yourself up so much about it and you can start seeing that actually no that's what I did this week that made me a great leader that's what I did this week that made me a great mum oh. I managed to rather than trying to go to six classes at the gym I made it to two classes at the gym and these were the benefits of it so it's about feeling more successful in yourself rather than it leading to guilt and when you do what you just mentioned which is like diluting all those things to me, that's when you end up feeling the, the guilt that I'm not doing any, I'm trying to do all of those things, but I'm not doing any of them well. Okay, that makes sense. And you mentioned that loads of people, particularly women, but that it could be affecting men as well, that they're trying to do everything. What, and that seems to be getting worse in recent times. What do you think is driving that, that's causing people to want to do absolutely everything? One of one of the things that I've I've started to realise is that we we what as as successful people, success drives us to be more successful and we start to live within our means and then we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have a bigger house, a nicer car, and to and to focus quite a lot on materialistic elements of our life and I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about is actually focusing on being content there's a lot of talk about um, being happy and I want to be happy but to me being happy is an emotion and being content is a state yeah so what one of the things that I think it drives a lot of people and and you're right it's women and men and I, I don't just specifically say that it's women who suffer from that but we're driven by being led to believe that the car we've got isn't making us happy and we need the next we need the next thing up so one of the things i'm i'm really focusing on is actually what is it that brings us contentment in our lives yeah. and actually it's not having all those materialistic things but that's where society has driven us no pun intended. You know, I don't want to talk about cars, <laughs> but the, but that's that's where we've been driven. That that you know, consumerism and capitalism has led us to be very materialistic, and we believe that when we earn more money, it's earning more money to to buy more things generally. And the more you buy, the more you want. But actually, what I want to look at is what leads to contentment, and it's not usually having things. And sometimes that leads to looking at where you need to use your skills and how you can use your skills and does it always mean going up the ladder or does it mean doing something different potentially as well 
yeah sides a side step or a change of step yeah or a, yeah or a com complete change to something and looking at what your passion is and what you've enjoyed and I think I'm I'm a really good example of that because you know I've obviously moved up the leadership ladder and I've enjoyed it and like working with younger people you find is quite different from working with people who are at different stages in their life because people who are younger tend to be driven to move up the leadership ladder and you know I'm very happy to help people do that but I find that when you deal with clients who are maybe in their 40s or 50s they're looking for different things sometimes from life and it's about working out what each individual client wants and needs to to lead them towards that contentment yeah <clears throat> okay so contentment and how do they get contentment so what are sort of the top tips that you'd you'd give somebody to find start that journey of finding what makes them content i think that's all about working out um i think it's very much values based so so quite a bit of the work that i do if i start to coach a client is to do with what their values are and what drives them and that can help them to work out where their contentment lies and it's about working out what the things are in life it's a little bit like what i was saying about working out the three things when we're trying to work out about clearing out some space it's about working out the you know the things in life that make you feel happy or feel satisfied with your life and the things that are that are probably causing you discontent or, or or to feel uncomfortable or to to not enjoy life where are the pressures coming from and it's about working out exactly what it is that drives you and exactly what it is that makes you feel at your best really and then working with those things to work out what you need in your life to make sure that you can that you can have those things yeah if that makes sense <laughs> yeah, so start with what's important to me from a, a value perspective as opposed to a materialistic point of view. Yeah. And then work forward from there. And then my priorities, my top three priorities will probably slot into that as well, right? Yeah, I think so, because it's, it, it's about bringing those two things together, isn't it? So, for example, if one of your values is family life and family time, then you have to use that to work out how you can make more space for the for the family time that you want and to really focus on that element of your life and i think it's about helping clients to understand that there are always things that can be cleared out and that you don't need everything in there that's in there at the moment and sometimes that's hard for people to work through and to find out which things it is that are making them happy and which things it is that are preventing them from feeling the contentment so you're absolutely right it's it's a combination of those two things that we've been talking about to work out exactly what it is you can do to create that space and then fill it with the things that you really enjoy yeah and i think um a lot of people try to do this by themselves but when they have a coach by their side it can make the process so much quicker right I think so. And I think also it's about that level of accountability because one of the things I realized when I was coached is that I, I tried doing it on my own and I tried to have the list and I tried to set the goals and I looked at all the different areas of my life and how they all came together and what I wanted to do. And then after a while, I looked at the lists and thought, hmm, yeah, I didn't really do any of those things, <laughs> did I? I wanted to do it, but I never really got around to it. And I think everybody needs to have a coach it should be something that we 
that we aim for as a society because having that person there who you can talk to helps you work things out as well someone who can help you work out what those because sometimes it, it, it sounds quite simple doesn't it say what the three things are that are causing your blockages and stopping you and work out what the three things are that you want to do but it's not always that easy and having someone to question really in a really probing and intelligent way to try and draw that out of you because everybody's got you know everybody knows what they need to do don't they they yeah. just it, it's just about finding helping them to find it and work it out and discover it and I found that with my own coach that she really helped me to pin down exactly what it was I needed to do put some time scales on it and say right okay break it down into those things put some time scales on and then when I came back to her it made me accountable because I had somebody not not in a, a draconian way of someone saying have you done those things but but just knowing that there was someone who was going to say to me did you do those things and and then even if you haven't done those things working out why you didn't and yeah. then and then maybe you have to take a step backwards and start looking at what were the reasons why you didn't do it and where are the blockages coming from there and freeing that up so that you do get the opportunity to do it so having a coach myself made me realize that that level of someone being able to draw that out of you and then making you accountable for it is just so enlightening and really helps you to move forward yeah yeah it's incredible how simple it sounds but how complex it is in reality um and i yeah. think Co coaching i think um is whether whether you class it as a product or a service i don't think i've ever met a, somebody who's experienced coaching who then doesn't go shouting from the hilltops about how great coaching is as a yeah. proactive measure to move stuff forward um so i often get asked you know what's the difference kind of between counseling and coaching and i talk about coaching being very much the proactive future looking um, perspective and counseling can be there to help you over a crisis and the here and now and potentially yeah. working through the past etc so yeah i think that's really important what you talked about there in terms of accountability so tell us that we've you've shared some amazing value there with people about how they can start a journey of really prioritizing getting more done um or achieving actual outcomes as opposed to getting lots of little things done and really not achieving any outcome at all um tell us a little bit about your business and how what is it that you offer particular to people you mentioned about the wonder superwoman at the beginning um how can people get in touch with you what's it like to work with your good self so i have my website which is www.victoriamaguirecoaching.com so people can have a look what i do i think one of the things that i bring is 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 my own experience of getting to that point where I was completely lost and I and I totally understand that I I I was I was trying to be everything to everybody I wanted to be the best assistant head teacher and then deputy head teacher I wanted to be the best mum I wanted to do all that while I was eating a healthy diet going to the gym all the time staying super, you know staying super thin and and toned and everything and eventually I I got to the point where I'd burned out. I, I I got to total burnout and I had to actually reassess everything, find out what my purpose was, and really try to turn my life around. I mean, it ended up with I ended up um 
going through a divorce or separated from a husband my life has changed completely so in terms of what I can offer people I, I, I think I offer that understanding of where people are and what I want to do is make sure that people don't make the same mistakes that I did and get to the point that I did I want to work with them to make sure that they're able to put strategies like you said it's not like counseling it's doing to help them to sounds counterintuitive doesn't it to help people do things to prevent themselves from getting somewhere but it's like it's like you were saying I, I help people to work out what's important which are the important bits that you need to do because I was trying to do everything yeah and ended up with overwhelm and ended up where where it got too much so my own experience of that is is specifically what I bring and just my passion for helping women who have I, I, I think it's women generally in their probably in their 40s and 50s who were brought up in a time of I wouldn't like to say that feminism is the reason for this because I'm, I am a you know I'm a total feminist but feminism has made us think that we have to be all things and that and that it's possible to be and do all those things and it it is possible but a lot of women are going around about it the wrong way and trying to do everything so i i offer that unique perspective in that i've been there and i can help you work out exactly what it is to get you to the point you want to be yeah fab sounds amazing um and are you able to share kind of what happened that was the breaking point that made you actually stop and go I need to do something about this because it may be somebody out there that's kind of listening going, am I at that point yet? What do I, how do I know? How do I recognize that point? Yeah, I think I'd just become very unhappy. I was, I was really miserable and I felt like life was just a drudge. I felt like nothing was bringing me and I talk a lot about contentment and I, and I wasn't content. I was very unhappy and I couldn't, I really couldn't put my finger on what it was and I thought I thought that it was my job so I changed my job and for a while it sort of it seemed to paper over the cracks and it seemed to it seemed to make things better for a while um but then after after a while I started to feel the same feelings of unhappiness and and discontent and then I realized that my relationship had become because of the unhappiness that I felt I realized that my relationship was was damaged beyond repair by that point as well that that's where I want to stop people getting to that point too where everything in your life ends up falling down and collapsing around your ears because being I think being unhappy in my relationship had made me feel unhappy at work and it's a bit like the chicken and the egg I don't know which you asked me to pinpoint it but I don't know which came first right. because by the point that I realized it, I was just unhappy. And yeah. then I, I, I had to confront that with my husband and it led to us separating. And obviously it's led to me going to the, towards the changing career, towards the coaching, because I, because I, I do want to help people from getting to that point where everything's too much. And then it, takes a lot to fix it and some of the things are just not fixable anymore 
Yeah. So you literally, like you say, the house had kind of almost been knocked down, had to rebuild it. It was beyond repair by that point. But what you're saying is looking back in hindsight, there was potentially a point where the house was repairable. Yeah, you think that's such a good analogy because I've had to build the house back up from the foundations. Whereas if I'd taken more care to probably paint round the windows or, you know, do do some pointing with the cement in the cracks between the, it wouldn't have all come down around my ears. It's a great analogy that, yeah, you need to take care of the small things and then the big things actually look after themselves, don't they? And yeah. I think that's the thing with life coaching. It's identifying which are the windows that just need touching up. Where's the paint that needs touching up? Which is a window that needs replacing? You know, it's though it's it's identifying those things and fixing them so that you don't ever reach that point where everything comes down around you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, like I say, help people to repair the house before it needs rebuilding. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That's a great analogy. I think I might put that on my website, actually. I think if you don't, if you don't unless that's, unless well, that's your own analogy that you've developed yourself, but might no, borrow it if you can no, find it. You can take that. You can take it and use it um, by all means. So um, you mentioned your website earlier is, and they can get um, in touch with you on LinkedIn, I guess, as well. Is that a yes, good area? I'm on LinkedIn. Vicky Maguire on LinkedIn. Yeah. Fab, and we'll put some links into the podcast and such like so people can reach out to you. I think there'll be a lot of people, hopefully, that will listen to this and resonate with some of the challenges. Um, I really, really hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time today, Vicky. That's very much appreciated. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.